Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Adi. Today is uh, August 27, 2021. The time is about 3.30 p.m. Ready Newman PC is conducting the Zoom and conference calls from 2011 uh, to the 12th right now. Anybody has any questions, raise your hands. Uh, for the newcomers, we want you to put your face, uh, make sure that we see your face, Gayatri sees your face, and please let her know that it's a, you're a newcomer and she will try to promote you. Rakesh? Hey, Rahul. Hey, Rakesh. Uh, my question is, can first time H-1B stamp be done in Canada or uh, Mexico for an Indian national? They can be done, but it will be depending on the mood of Canada, okay? And Mexico. Sometimes they allow it, sometimes they don't allow it. So, oh. and they're subject to frequent cancellations, though. I see. Okay. Thank you, Rahul. Thank you. Next person, please. Bharat? Hi, Rahul. Um, I'm Bharat. I'm from San Jose. Uh, my priority date is 2017 uh, in EB2. Um, recently, I moved to... Um, one of the big companies in Bay Area and uh, my attorneys, they start with F. Um, so my- What do you mean F? What is uh, F? Fragment. Uh, okay, good. So, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. sorry. Never ask. So, yeah. We'll never do that, okay? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so uh, they uh, finished my perm process. So uh, they are about to file my I-140 right now. Um, so I submitted all the documents. So I want to get your advice on uh, should I go for EB3 or EB2? Because my perm is recently got approved uh, with the new company. Uh, the, comp- the law firm F is normally, they're very flexible in EB2 to EB3. Okay. There are some crooked law firms um, that won't do it, but this one is not the one uh-huh. in typical. But it depends on the company also though. Yeah, I mean, but I will. Yeah, I mean, it, my, it, my company is fine. I mean, my manager is fine. I can do EB three or EB two, whatever. Yeah, I got the point. I mean, yeah. we represent some big companies and they believe us that they won't allow us to downgrade. Okay. So the question is, EB two or EB three? Ah, it's a very tough choice. It's a very tough choice. Okay. But I can tell you one thing though: if you keep pick EB three right now, mm-hmm. can you do it EB two later on if your labor certification tells you that it's EB2, the answer is yes, you can. Okay. 
because otherwise sure. you blame me so it's a very hard choice for me uh, but okay, anyway I mean, i'm going with eb3 okay okay <laughs> thank person. you so much yeah. thank you yeah. thanks for your advice yeah. yeah good to have the uh, uh, f is a good law firm next person please hari yeah hey rahul uh, thanks for taking the call uh I, my h1 expired on june 3rd and i94 on june uh, 13th and my uh, current h1b is in the process of rfe we haven't responded yet when but, did you file the extension um uh, before my h1 expired uh, on march 30th okay good go ahead keep yeah. it so i have another company which filed for my h1 transfer i got a new before opportunity before june 3 or after june 3 uh, after june 3 they filed it on july 15th and i got an approval uh of that petition the new petition with an i94 that is valid from july 15th so would my current petition would have any bearing on the new one uh if my com- current employer you know withdraws the uh, application no you're fine you're fine if the second company got a h1b with the i94 you're safe to join that company even though my i94 and the between the expiration no, and the i94 yeah that's the reason i asked you all those dates very carefully okay okay so i'm i'm good to go right yeah i'm you're good to go awesome. make sure you have the receipt notice of the extension yeah yeah i do i do i, do, I have it. next person please thank you nikhil Hi, hi, Mr. Rahul. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to talk to you. Sure. Uh, question one is: uh, We have uh, we have our uh, AP and EAD valid until December twenty first, uh, and we have applied for a renewal uh, for AP and EAD four eighty five, uh, and we're planning to go to India. Uh, what happens if we are in India? Uh, what happens to the current uh, refiling, the renewal of AP and EAD? Right? Uh, will that get abandoned? it's a very tough question the technically speaking of it gets abandoned but remember the f law firm they are advising differently but the f law firm is like a 1000 lawyers out of 10000 lawyers immigration lawyers so i would avoid going out when the extension is pending mm-hmm. i would refile it once to come back into the country refile it once i come back to the country if i if i ever right. go back i131 I want to. Okay. Yes. And and what if now the question is that now the question is if they approve it can you travel um this is what I would say technically not but did I see any problem let's say for example you were uh, I131 expiring in September 31st okay you're going and coming back before September 31st okay and then you file an extension it gets approved in October and then you travel outside the country after october of 2021 technically you're not supposed to but did i see any person getting denied entry because if they're traveling there no i did not so the immigration officer would come to know that he has filed it 
basically at the port of entry that still doesn't should not save it according to the um uh, trump administration though which nothing has been changed okay but still i haven't seen any problems with it gotcha and and what if if my when me and my wife my wife is a principal applicant here and if she doesn't have an active job would will that create a problem no you should consult a lawyer if you don't have an active job she doesn't have an active job she should she should basically in 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 all probability yeah absolutely yeah yeah that's right never leave a country without an active job okay cool thank you sir never never because the whole purpose why she's coming back is she's continuing for the job if she doesn't have a job she should not come back uh, right i mean well yeah she's through a consulting company which doesn't but, but, job but, is job job is job i understand yeah. okay thank Next you sir person. appreciate amjad good afternoon rahul sir uh, thank you for this opportunity so quick question um, i have a uh, 485 pending from company a um, i moved to company b in 2016 so uh, right now i got a medical rfe which got submitted uh, last week my ac21 is also ready uh, so uh, with the company b and they are supporting this Oh, I have seen your previous video. Wait, wait, wait! First thing, you file four eight five with company A. Yes. And you file downgrade application or straight four eight five application? Straight, straightforward EB two, no downgrade. Okay. No downgrade. No downgrade. And, and you're you were working at that time? Yes. No, uh, I left that company at that time. Uh, I left in twenty sixteen. now company b is willing to file a 485j supplement yes and they already okay. gave me the paperwork and everything okay good good yeah and, and last week a uh, couple of weeks ago i got medical rfe which i did submitted uh, what should i do sir like uh, shall i go ahead and send the ac21 i qualify for this same job uh, uh, um let me uh, will the previous company will, will withdraw the i140 or not they won't they will not i will not file 485j supplement right now Okay, okay. I have seen your several videos. You know, I know, I know. But the question is that uh, the medical RFE is changing my mind. Okay, okay. And your prior date is current? Yes, sir. It is current as of yeah, June. Because of the medical RFE, I changed my mind. Oh, okay, okay. So you are you are asking me not to file AC twenty one? Okay. I'm not telling you anything. I'm just telling you what I would do. Okay, okay. Got gotcha. you. Okay. Next person, please. Thank you. Madhu. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I am in the US from 2010 onwards, but I never submitted A or 11 form any time. Now my I-485 uh, entry is approaching. So does it cause any issue, or uh, do you recommend to submit A or 11 form now? Um, oh my goodness. You didn't file AR eleven all these days, and you change address. Yeah, you're doomed. You're going to go to jail. No, I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> really making fun of you guys. No, you're fine. Don't worry about it. Okay. okay. Um, so, don't worry about it. There are some fake agencies that are contacting and they're scaring people and making money. Okay, I'm not one of that guy. Mm-hmm. No, you, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Absolutely no problem, sir. You're fine. Okay. but i want to practice from now onwards when i change the address i want to update it so my i485 is pending now and uh, don't, don't don't panic you're fine okay? okay don't listen to this 
fake agencies that scare people and then all those things. And whenever those people call you and tell you, you didn't file AR-11, you pay me $1,000. Let me tell you, you waste their two hours, okay, please. And record them and put in the Facebook. That's what I do. You know, whenever I people call me, whenever I'm traveling, take Austin to Dallas, I get these, your people, guys, they call and they, hey, these guys are thinking, I take their phone number and I call them, oh, yeah, I didn't file the airline. <laughs> and then, then they say, they will scare me like anything. And then, and then later on I say, oh, I killed three more people. Can you please excuse me for that? <laughs> okay. So yeah. don't panic. You're fine. Okay. Okay. Sure. Thank you. Okay. And then when the fake calls come in, waste their time. Okay. Next person. Yes. <laughs> Not mine. Rish? Yeah. Uh, hi. Uh, I think I'm. Can you hear me? Uh, yes, absolutely. Grace. Yeah. Hi. Thanks for uh, uh, giving me the link to to speak with sure. you. So sure. I have a situation. Okay, I'm I'm a U.S. citizen. I've been in this country for a while, but recently, actually about a month ago, my my parents live in India. They have Indian passport and they have valid B2 visa to USA. What happened uh, actually last month? My father passed away. Oh, sorry. And my yeah, and my mother is alone in alone in India. I'm going next month to meet her uh, for a couple of weeks, and I was wondering, is there any way I can get her here with me? Does she have a visiting visa? She has a B two valid visa till twenty twenty three. Yeah. She has a valid passport, valid visa. It's a B2 visa, tourist visa, yeah, visitor visa. Yeah. I want you to send an email to me at Rahul, uh, info at rnlawgroup.com. Give me your okay. phone number. I'll call you back. The best way is that letter coming here on B2 visa. Right. But I think right now, uh, after this Biden's... Uh, no, uh, let, her, let, let her wait for a little bit of time until this thing open up. The other way is that you can go take her to Sri Lanka and bring her here. Or Sri Lanka and Bengaluru. Oh, yeah. there are these exceptions, and I was uh, reading on some Indian. Absolutely, websites. that's going to be uh, tough for her to, for her to get an exception. It's very tough for this reason, right? Humanitarian yeah. ground or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you uh, so just wait till uh, this uh, ban lifts and it opens up for B two? Or fifteen days in Mexico or Sri Lanka? They have like uh, entire things going on in Mexico. Venki mm -hmm. uh, travels is I don't know. Uh, some uh -huh. people say is that they have all these Indian foods and they have like uh, Hare Rama, Hare Krishna kind oh. of thing going on in Mexico. Just in oh. case, if you want to know, yeah. But two weeks I had to stay in Mexico and then she has to, yeah, she has to together. Yeah, I won't leave her alone. Yeah, and then sure. some COVID risks and all that. Two weeks there, I don't know how safe will it be. Well, that's up to you though. I'm okay. not a doctor. I know, I but know. right now getting an NIE is not going to be possible for her. Possible, got it. Okay, thank okay. you. Next person, please. Chandra. Hello, this is Chandra. Thank you, Rahul, yes, sir, for uh, your time. So my question: uh, the people who are the first time callers, you have to show your face, guys. Yeah, I'm Chandra. Good. I'm yeah, yeah, no, no, not you. No, next people, yeah. Yeah, yeah. First of all, thank you very much. So my question is like, uh, I'm. Uh, with a company A with title A, and my uh, EB2 is approved. And uh, priority date? Uh, priority is current, so it's a December 2013. 
so during the last uh, uh, october like did you filed for it yeah yes uh, last october we filed the 485 with a downgrade from ebd to eb3 that is still pending with uscs uh, mm -hmm. so during this time like uh, uh, my title got changed so i am in the different title with the same company and my company also filed a new perm and new 140 oh come on so <laughs> yeah now like the question i have is like now my company it's not like, f law firm is it right yeah it's the same thing <laughs> it's f law firm yes okay yeah yeah and with that like uh, so my new perm approved my new 140 under eb2 is approved now they are filing 45j supplement so now i am in dilemma like so if you were to file a 485 supplement why the damn hell did you file the perm and i140 they said that as a precaution they want to do the backup and uh, as part of the 485j man i would have been bought ferrari okay <laughs> yeah as part of the 485j like uh, they don't when, need to file a 485j supplement if you are working with the same company but the, the title got changed it's still in the software profession yeah same like there is a slight deviation like but <sighs> okay i would not file 485j supplement okay now like in the 485j supplement what uh, they were initially doing is like they were using my new title under eb2 uh, and submitting the 485j they asked a question like hey like why you are using the new eb2 which is under eb2 category so which is going to not going to make my priority current uh, then they changed their mind they said okay we are going to use your uh, downgraded eb3 uh, receipt number and then submit the 45j can you show your nose please uh nose yeah oh, like this, this is mine yeah thank you okay this is how you show not like this <laughs> that's what you're trying to do i mean it's completely you don't need 485j supplement you don't need form level certificate you don't need i140 approval uh, if you can avoid them and something it's not the f law firm that does it this this particular lawyer that you got it he doesn't even know what he's doing okay so yes no clue what he's doing i do not recommend that you fall for it by a supplement what what is the risk do you suggest curious because if see you are giving a government officer an excuse you're working with company called coca cola you have a perm approval you have an i140 approval you file for it why everything is going through now the 485j supplement comes in still with the same coca cola uh, oh why is this guy 485j supplement he is in a different title let me deny it you giving an excuse for them absolutely crap on filing the 485j supplement if you are still working for the coca cola okay okay absolutely crap in filing the labor certification you need to check with your hr if needed i recommend that you have a consultation with emily newman from our office we can speak with your hr absolutely not needed a natural promotion do you think so that the labor certification that you filed in 2011 you still are doing the same 
Java 2.0, it doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. If it does, your software, guys, you know, everything changes every two years. As yeah. like, but if you're working like a lawyer like me, then, uh, that makes sense. It is definitely not a good idea to file the 485 supplement. Next person, please. Yeah, thank you, sir. Rahul? Hey, hi, this is Rahul. Can you hear me? Well, you have a good first name, buddy. Good. Okay, yeah, same name. <laughs> yeah. So actually, I, I have a question regarding, you know, automatic revaluation. Um, I got a recent I-797 valid up to 2024. Um, uh, and the last passport stamping and uh, my passport is 2017. So 17, 2017. Yeah, yeah, 2017. And that was with company A, but now I switched to company B. Mm -hmm. uh, so what would happen if I go to India and get the automatic revalidation before going to India? And, uh, wait, in probably Mexico. You, wait, automatic revalidation is only for you to go to Mexico or Canada to come back. Right. I call it as a margarita visa. Okay? okay. The margarita only extends to Canada, Canada and Mexico. It doesn't okay. go to India. Okay. So, no, my question was different. Like, if I got the automatic revalidation, uh, and after getting that automatic revalidation done, if I need to travel to India, so while coming back, do I need a stamping? Yeah, you need. Oh, I need stamping? Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Automatic revalidation is when you have a H1 or H4, you want to keep switching around and there are some problems with your status issues, you go to Mexico and Canada. So okay. if you have an I-94, which is valid until 2024, your passport visa expired in 2017, automatic revalidation does not help you to okay. go to India and come back. Are you planning okay. to get married in India? No, no, actually I have some family emergency then I, I Okay. You have to go for stamping. You go to India, you don't have a stamping, you have to go for stamping. Next person. Oh, okay, okay, thank you. Raj. Hi, Rahul. This is Raj. How are you doing, sir? Doing good. Great, thank you. Hey, Rahul, I got a question about a promotion uh, situation that I got. We, uh, the company is going through a reorg. Uh, they're trying to promote me to a manager position. Now, the job duties that they submitted with my I-140 approval. By the way, my I-140 got approved in 2016 of January. Um, and then I was a system admin lead, occupation of computer system panelists at the point. The job duties were laid out. Now, talking to them since they're going to be promoting me to a manager role, they said they're going to relay the additional job duties. There's going to be one or two lines that be added to the existing job duties for the for the I-140 that I got approved. And they're going to say they're going to use that job description. At the they're going to be updating that on the I-485J at the time it can be filed, since the date is not current. So the title is going to be technology manager. Occupation is going to remain the same. With the job duties, though, they're just going to add one line to that. That says manage and repeat. That's not. What, what, do, you, do you anticipate any kind of problems with it? Anything that I need to know that I can go in the right direction that you want to suggest? The question is that, according to me, it looks to be fine. I don't see a problem. But according to you also, most probably you'll agree with me. What about your company? Companies ready to make those 
Are you talking about in terms That's of That's not the, the question. Later on when the 485 comes in, do you think so that the company will have a problem? I'm thinking more of at the time of adjudication. Would that be a problem? Adjudication uh, the, the, the I-485 or the green card? Absolutely not. If, if you say it's fine, if your company says it's fine, you are fine. But if you, no, depends on the situation. Obviously, whatever you told, whatever your job duties are, you're a damn software guy. I'm a damn lawyer. My team will tell me that I'm a founding partner. I'm a partner. I'm still a damn lawyer. Still, you see what I'm doing here? A lawyer job. So as long as I'm a lawyer, it's fine. Okay. So yeah, in that position, one line adding up a layer layer remember the java 2.0 doesn't exist anymore right okay. uh, maybe right. maybe some of the maybe some of the cobalt doesn't even exist anymore the okay. cobalt okay Do, that doesn't I'm exist anymore but you're still a software guy that's no, no, my no, feeling yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was thinking of the interpretation or the look at the job you do the not match apples oh, apples. But... No, the apples doesn't exist. The apples got rotten out. New apples came in, oranges <laughs> came in. It's still the fruits. Those things okay. what called cobalt does not exist. Java 2.0 does not exist. Makes sense, Rahul. Well, thank you. And then I have a follow-up to the H1B extension that I got since I'm getting my extension based on that I-140. Uh, my uh, extension, my, my validity is till January of 2023, and the sooner I can apply for my extension, that's over 2022. Uh, with this being, this change being happening, do you, do you think or do I have to do any amendment to the H1B or I-140 that, extension? That, or? That, that is a little bit... It, it, the flexibility that's there in the green card may not be there in the H-1B that much. So now when it comes to the H-1B though, it depends on the notes the HR keeps it in your thing. It depends on what you believe in, what your lawyer believes in. I believe in, it is in this, it, there is no material change. If you're HR and you say the same thing, we're good. But mm -hmm. between the lawyer, HR and you, if anybody says no, it's not. Then lawyers like us will make money. Okay. According to me. So the flexibility is a little bit less definitely in the H-1B. The green card, it's definitely very, very broad. Okay. Yeah, the, 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 um, we are hoping for the dates to be current of 2016. I'm not sure how that's going to go. Absolutely. Uh, thank you. For, yeah, thank you for submitting the letter. Gayatri will uh, yeah. send a letter. Everybody should submit the letter. But you're good. I don't see any problem. But if you have to check with your company if they have a problem. I don't see a problem. If you move to become a civil engineer, no matter what your company says, I will have a problem with you. Okay. Okay. All right. Apart from those that would, do you think that would allow a spillover or stop a spillover? What are your thoughts on that? I'm sorry. The spillovers, the for fiscal year 2020. Yeah, that that depends on. I mean, the, the administration has changed right now. They're doing a lot of different efforts. Let's hope so. They will agree with us because they did agree with everything else. Let's hope so. They'll agree with this. And guys, if you have any questions, guys, because it's getting late, um, you can pose.
one-line questions, and if the one-line answer is there, I will answer it. Put it on the chat, guys. Chat to everybody. Yeah, chat to everybody, guys. Appreciate your time, Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Next caller, please. Uh, please put a ch chat um, for everybody. Uh, for Hi, some Rahul. reason, I'm not getting it here on done. my setting. I've done the I... settings now. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Gayatri. Thank you very much, Gayatri. The best call that I have. Go ahead. Hi, Rahul. I have extended my wife's I-94 uh, at US-Mexico land border based on my H-1B approval notice. Um, she's on H-4 visa right now. Current visa is valid till uh, uh, end of uh, December this year. Mm -hmm. um, so now, as I have extended her uh, I-94 for like three more years, uh, can she stay legally without uh, applying for H-4 extension? She's fine. So you went to Mexico based on your H-1B, she got the I-94 extension. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's fine. I don't see any problem in it. Okay, and while applying for H four EAD, can we directly apply as a standalone? Absolutely, you can. You should. She already have H four. There's no purpose for you to apply for H four. Okay, but the current H four is valid till this December. No, the current H four is until two thousand. You said she got extended. Ah, uh, no, that is only I ninety four is extended, not the visa. I ninety. Yeah, that's fine. I-94. She's allowed to stay based on the I-94. Let's say your parents come here on a 10-year multiple visa. How long can they stay in this country? Uh, till they give the I-94. That's there you go. So that, there you go. That's it. She's fine. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Let me go through some of the questions, guys, because we're coming to the time. I may allow two more callers. The question is, uh, should I need to declare the DUI record on the concurrent H-1B? No, there is nothing there on the concurrent H-1B that asks you whether you've been arrested or not. That's not there. So you don't have to declare it. Is it mandatory to have a date of birth certificate for filing uh, with the complete last name? No, even if it's not there, you can use the date of birth certificate to file the 485 application. Um, question from Seb, I lost my I-130. What are my next steps? You can chat with Emma. The person who filed can chat with the USCIS Emma. They can file, they can request those things. These are the charts that are coming, guys, on the Zoom. What are the things, um, Bharat is asking the best question that you can. What are things that you want us to do to avoid 100 100,000 GC green cards. Here is the thing, Bharat, you know, there are so many people who will be affected. It's not 100,000, 100, it's going to be 270,000 because we need to count this year, we need to count next year too. Everybody needs to write the letter and we are going to give you the letter. We need to make it as a rule. Everywhere we go, look, buddy, you're my friend. If you don't write this letter, you are racist against Indians. You are the guy who came onto the ladder, ladder and you want to throw the ladder down right now. So you better write this letter. Otherwise, I am not your friend. And I would also like the responses that you get from the senators or the congressmen, put it on your Facebook so that everybody reads it. There are a question from Madhav. What are the risk percentages of the ability to pay? 
it definitely is very high. Ability to pay is going to be there every time. When, when we normally file it, we evaluate it, whether it is there or not. So it definitely is very high. If the employer is saying the risk percentage is very high, it is high. It is very high. Uh, you should not file if you're not eligible for getting the I-140 approval. Questions from IB. Will my old priority date will be reflected in the POM? Uh, it's not going to be in the POM. It's going to be on your I-140 application. Your previous I-140 must have been approved, must not have been withdrawn for a period of 180 days before uh, it's been withdrawn. Then you will get the priority date. Good question from Vivek. His US citizen kids are going to be here. He wants to travel on advanced parole. Can he go and come back with the national, uh, with easy subject to travel ban? Absolutely, you can come back. Make sure that you have your uh, children's birth certificate with you. You can come back. You will not have any problem in coming back. Third country nationals are getting stamped in Mexico. Haven't seen many H-1Bs, but definitely seen a lot of H-4 guys. Um, I cannot get a non-availability certificate for birth certificate. I got two affidavits from my cousins. Is that going to be a problem? Uh, no. Uh, try to get some alternative documents um, which I'm going to send you a link, um, uh, which uh, Gayatri is going to send a link, uh, send him a, an, uh, I do not have birth certificate link. It has some alternative documents. Get it, don't submit it to USCIS. Just keep it with you just in case. If later on they'll ask an RFE. This question comes from Vibu, Vibu. I have an approved I-140 approval from big tech company. Can I move jobs to another big tech company for 480 days safely? Prahas, don't, don't, don't do that. You're risking yourself. It's not good to keep your life in the hands of somebody else. Wait for 180 days. The extra 10,000, 20,000 you're going to get in those three, six months is not worth it. Chatted with Emma. They said they couldn't get the I-140 approval. You can always file a freedom of information. That's the best thing. I-824 is not the proper way of getting it. If you know the I-130 details, then you can go for I-824. If you don't have the details, go with the freedom of information. F-O-I-A-U-S-C-I-S. I'm going to try to get that link out to you guys. My wife has an Indian passport. She'll be changing citizenship to Nepal. Will that cause any problem in her age four? No, she will not. My question, Krishna, is that if you are a Nepali citizen, you should not have a H1B. You should only have a green card. Because I, I don't see a reason why Nepalis should even get a H1B. They don't deserve to. They can directly get a green card. It's so easy for them to get a green card. 
um, iPhone guy, can I renew my H1B if I go to India from US and start renewal from India? Technically, you can, but I wouldn't recommend that you do that. Believe me, there are so many problems we see nowadays with the consulates and other things having a problem. I'll go to the next two callers, guys. And after that, Helen, next two callers, Gayatri. Jagdish. Hello. Yes, Jagdish. Uh, hi, Rahul. Thanks for taking up my question. Yeah, my wife actually last time when I applied for my AOS, uh, uh, so she was not here due to personal reasons, uh, but she's back now. Uh, my attorney, they have submitted the AOS package now uh, for the September month uh, since it is active. So is that okay submitting in advance, like two, three days? No, they cannot. Absolutely, they right? cannot. No. Is it current in September or August? September, September 1st. Come on. Yeah, it's the same firm. Yeah. Which firm? Yes, yeah. They cannot. I, I, I actually is it current in September or is it coming in August? It's current in September. Final they action will... dates are current in September 1st. No, they cannot submit in August. Look at all the things. I don't know if you can look yeah, at Yeah, this one things. actually from, yeah. I all heard. those things, everything is ready. We are not mailing it. No, we can't mail it. Yeah. So, so what, what will be the implications? So file it again. File it up? again. File it again. Oh, okay. okay. Next person, please. Thank you. Lavanya? Hey, Rahul Gavin. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Yes, um, I have a situation here. Um, my priority dates are current. Both me and my spouse received RFEs back in uh, end of July. We responded them. Um, USCIS received them on August 13th for primary and 18th for derivative. Today, the status got updated again back to RFE sent. First at 2.30, it changed to RFE additional um, documents um, sent and then 4.30, it got again updated with the RFE for initial. So I was a little curious. Um, once we send it back, within a week, is it possible to have another RFE? And at the same day, having multiple times, like initial and additional RFEs issued? And uh, I, I think so what happened is that it went to the officer. The officer opens up the file. And most probably, he's, he's doing some changing of the things, it might have switched around though. I wouldn't be panicked at this point of time. Um, I would wait for the next two days to see if there is anything that pops up. Okay, that's great. Thank you. Thank you guys for coming. The next conference call will be on Monday at 3.30 p.m. Sorry, I, uh, we couldn't take all the people. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.